And so, with the cup held high, me the leave Croke Park, All-Ireland football champions for 1949. Infinity. This is Colm's first punch. Finity delayed reaction, looks around, sees Martin O'Connell coming in and thinks that the best action is to go down. What a set of matches we've had. Four terrific and memorable games. Final score meets 2-10. Dublin, 15. So Joe McDonough, GA president, presents Sam McGuire to Graham Geraghty and meet of the football champions. Hello listeners, you're very welcome to another We Are Me podcast with Davy Rispin and Mickey Brennan. Davy, uh, an eventful weekend, um, I suppose the, the highlight of it being, of course, coming on Sunday when me got over Wicklow in uh, Park Tolchin in Navan uh, by 10 points. I suppose, you know, Wicklow had a game under their belt already and Mead were, again, you can't say rusty or anything like that, but it took them a while maybe to just put Wicklow away. Well, that's actually how Andy described it was rusty um, in the first half because we had the great greatest of starts, two goals in the first four minutes, but we failed to kick on and we sort of let Wicklow find their feet in the game and get into it. And there was only four points between the sides at halftime, but I, I do think Mickey coming out after the, the halftime interval, Mead really sort of seized control in that first 10 or 15 minutes of the second half. <laughs> And it was quite comfortable in the end, as it has been, you know, the vast majority of the times we played Wicklow. Um, but a good performance and some of the young players really standing up, like three year goal scorers were under 21 with Jack Flynn, Jack O'Connor and uh, uh, Matt Coslo as well as James McAdoo, who's no veteran around at 26 or 27 yeah. years of age. So it was great to see those sort of fellas standing up as well as our, our usual experienced campaigners in the form of Connor McGill, Kyogi and Brian Menton, who was outstanding with four points. Yeah, absolutely class. We, we will be doing a full uh, review of the game over in our Loyal Royals podcast. Uh, we've interviews with Andy McEntee, Brian Menton, Jack O'Connor and Conor McGill as well. Um, that's one of our Loyal Royal podcasts this week. And also we'll be doing the All-County Football League review um, from last week and going through all of the games and, uh, of course, uh, all of the predictions uh, which Davey will be delighted to know. And, uh, of course, there is All-County Football League coming up this week as well, so we will be doing a little bit, bit of a preview in that show as well. Um, we, we're going to come back to the meet game, Wicklow game now in a moment. Um, there was also the small matter, Davey, of the Joe McDonough Cup uh, on the weekend. Uh, the Camogues were out, and, of course, we've got plenty of other... The, the minor hurlers were out as well, and we have plenty of games to look forward to in the next couple of weeks. But um, I suppose... We might go to Joe McDonough on Saturday and uh, another another pasting for our Mead lads. And um, the signs are ominous now at this stage, Davey. They, they are, Mickey, because the game was over again within the first three minutes of the game. Yeah. I think that there was nine points between the sides. Kerry had run in three goals. It was three it was, goals. You know, it was horrendous. Um, and, and we did kind of fear that trip down on the back of what has been an absolutely awful couple of weeks. To, to try and pick a positive from it is that um, Down still only sit on one victory. We still have to play them. So the, the permutation is quite simple. If Down 
don't beat Carlo the next day. That game against Mead on the last day will be essentially a straight shootout for survival. And on the back of what Mead have a horrendous score difference, it would not actually matter if they were to play down a one-off game and beat them. So, so that's what they have to focus on. They have to play Antrim next. I mean, that that's going to be an absolutely mammoth task because Antrim are flying and beating everybody who's coming up against them. So Mead have to try and keep their heads up and, and try and stay focused on what will be a, a huge game against down um, in, in a few weeks' time. I suppose when you look at that, Davey, and, and when, you, when, when you've got that little glimmer of hope, um, that can be great motivator and whatever but for this for this mead hurling team you know is it beneficial at the same time to we'll say go back into joe mcdonough um and because we have you know been struggling the last day of the year the last two seasons mm. three seasons and whatever um we've managed to stay up and is that of, of any benefit to anybody really like, i i'd be uh, you're in you're out I'd have been of the same opinion as that. And I was speaking to a prominent member of the squad uh, over the weekend. And the way he put it to me was that when you start sliding and get relegated, it, yeah. can, it can turn into a rut. And I'm just looking at Wicklow, for example, who would have competed with Mead over the last number of years. They're getting they're getting absolutely hammered in Christy Ring and they're likely to drop to the uh, to the Nicky record. So I can understand where they're reason that they, they want to play at the top level. And there is a bit of underage development now all of a sudden. So if you yeah. can sort of give them that platform, as hard as it is at the minute, admittedly, you have to look at it. There's between 15 and 17 fellas who could and probably should be involved that aren't involved. That's that's a team in itself. Yeah. These are quality operators. Most of them would be... Uh, you know, guaranteed starters if they're fit and available. So I do sympathise with with the management, with the players um, and the backroom staff alike, but they just have to keep going. And I've no doubt they will. That You know, they're a good group of lads and everybody that is in there at the minute, we keep saying this, wants to be in there. Wants to be in there, yeah. Of Mead Hurling, yeah. Yeah, no, no. no like, again, it's it's, it's no slight on, on them or, or on the management and whatever. And as you said, great respect and, and and admiration for everybody that's in there just you know when you do see that year on year and yes when you've spoken to the to the to the member of the team there you know it's true that you can go on that slippery slide we've seen it in we've seen it in me championship so we have in in, in the football we've seen it in mm. the leagues and stuff like that teams that go on a little bit of a a drop can all of a sudden end up down in junior championship or whatever having been a senior team only a few years previous to that so yeah i totally get that um uh, good news from the hurling front as you said already the underage uh is going well in the Padalahan quarter final the Padalahan cup meet beat down uh four goals and 12 two goals and eight maybe that's a uh, a sign of what's to come, Davy. Uh, yeah, wouldn't it be great? Exactly, Mickey. Yeah, look at the Paddlehan has been uh, been pretty good to me over the last couple of years, um, and essentially it's a good competition that that provides more games for the young players. You know, after dropping down from the say the first year after being beaten, and um, you go into the Paddlehan and you're playing at yeah. a level where you're playing sides that you you can really compete at. And you know, we've had some fair ding dongs with down over the years, and great to get on the on the end of a, of a victory and into a last four of it. And I don't think they'll have any fear. I think they'll, they'll look at that and they'll think that's a competition that they have every right to, to go and win then. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, you know, it's, um, it, 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 the, the underage, as you said, is where, 
where the future is um, uh, in Mead Hurling. And um, yeah, over the last few years, we have seen some great teams, of course, winning the All Ireland Under 20 uh, uh, B competition last year and stuff like that. Like, so yeah. um, they've done well in the Pat of Lahan over the last couple of years. So hopefully, um, yeah, the tide is turning. And, and, and as you said, that they steady the ship and can bring in the youth. Um, Davy, the, the Camogues were out on the weekend as well, and uh, they got the better of Wexford, puts them through to uh, Leinster um, semi-final um, with that victory over Wexford, 16 points to eight in favour of Mead, and uh, double scores victory, but probably the, the scoreline from what I've uh, read up on this uh, flatters them a little bit. Yeah, because there were only two points up at half time, having led by seven in that first half. So Wexford pulled them right back in, um, but only limited Wexford to just two points in that second half and put eight points on the board themselves. And they did do it well enough at the end, albeit, as you say, probably a little bit flattering. Um, Sinead Hackett, in the absence of captain uh, Jane Dolan, uh, was scoring chief. She contributed seven fine points, uh, three of those coming from play, along with four frees. Ethan Minogue also got four. It was two for Amy Gaffney, and then there was a whole host of players getting a point each, including uh, Christina Troy, Ethan McGuire, and Nadine Slattery. So uh, a brilliant win without your top marksman in, in, in Jane Dolan. Um, and, you know, a win down in Wexford is always good. I think Wexford probably did the beat us in the league, if I'm not yeah. mistaken. So yeah. th- that's brilliant to see the progression now that Mead have the, into the semi-final and... Um, it, hopefully they take great confidence from that it, it looks like a good strong squad with a bit of depth in it now all of a sudden um, so hopefully they can kick on yeah absolutely and um, we will get the fixture for that that shouldn't be that'll probably be two weeks time and uh, um, we'll have all of that in next week's podcast um, finally Davy, I suppose on the on the fixtures front from the weekend um, I suppose um there was that small matter of Mead versus Wicklow on, on Sunday. Uh, on our Lion Royals podcast last week, Davey, we were trying to pick the teams that, um, uh, you know, trying to pick Andy's team. And, you know, we didn't just come, we didn't come anywhere close to it. Um, we did think that there was going to be a few changes to the to the squad come match day. No changes, um, which is very unusual. And we're seeing a lot of that at the moment as well. I, I pointed that out at one of the games I was at last week when Cavan played Antrim. Um and I, I said it to in, in the interview afterwards. I says, "Mickey, you're as per program, and that's so unheard of these days." And and it seems to be the new thing is that managers are putting in the proper team and leaving it as as per program. Yeah, I suppose it probably boils down to the fact that they've had a few weeks to 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 kind of pick it and get to understand their team. Whereas I suppose in the league, when you think about it, you're playing almost every six or seven days. So you have to submit the team to the program by the Wednesday, I think it is. Yeah. So like you're literally after playing one training session after the game at the weekend when you're in the National Football League, whereas I suppose leading into the first round of the championship, you've had them for sort of four weeks. You, you know who's going well, you know the injury front and everything like that. So maybe that has something to do with it. But whatever about Mickey Graham, when Andy McAtee is putting out the same team that he did yeah. on a Wednesday, you know that there's something going on. Yeah, 100%. But, like, you know, especially come championship, because there's always, you know, somebody has is trying to hide something or, you know what I mean? Like, come championship, they're trying to get one over the opposition um, before the game even starts, by naming a dummy team or something like that or whatever. But, yeah, it's it was it was uh, interesting to see that the, 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 the me team were as per programme. Um, Davey, I suppose, when, when we say as per programme, um, you know, 
there was Andy. Andy gave the youth. Uh, he gave them. Uh, he gave them their their time in the sun. Yeah, he did, and it wasn't it absolutely brilliant to see Jack O'Connor lying out, you know, on the back of his uh, of his terrific display against Derry in the last round of the league and uh, scoring the fastest championship goal in the history um, after seconds. just nine and a half seconds. Yeah, absolutely brilliant for him. Um, but but also the likes of Jack Flynn coming on for a championship debut and and getting a goal as well. Um, Carl Hickey continuing to excel. Uh, Owen Harkin uh, just just doing what he does. Jordan Muldoon, who was unlucky not to start coming on to make his championship debut. Um, so so the signs are all really good. Matt Costello, who probably was a little bit disappointed not to start, came on and made an absolutely terrific impression. Mark my words, he will start the next day, Mickey. Um, even though I said he'd start last week, I'm absolutely convinced he's going to start the semi-final. But um, absolutely, it's great to see because I suppose... We did rely or do rely on, on the likes of Kyogi and Mento and, and fellas like that, and we have done over the last number of years. It was just great to see other players maybe stepping in and really taking on uh, the mantle, and, and that's going to be important going forward because, unfortunately, the likes of your Kyogis and Mentos, they're not going to be around forever. So enjoy them while they last, but the young players are definitely keeping us in safe hands. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and uh, it was a, a really a really good performance, the, the, the two early goals being the... The cushion that Mead used throughout that first half, and I suppose Davy, like you know, in f- fairness to to Wicklow, they weren't going to roll over. Number one, um, th- their championship was riding on this. Um, n- number two, I suppose they, they 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 made it difficult for Mead in that first half to penetrate because they coughed up every Mead kickout. Um, and they just set up very, very defensively against Mead because, you know, I, I, I've heard a few people commenting and saying, you know, how bad Mead were in the first half. But it was a very, very structured Wicklow in that first half and, and that made it difficult for Mead. But, you know, the, the cracks started appearing in, in the second half when Mead really went at them. Yeah, I think probably Wicklow tired a little bit in the second half as well. And, and that obviously coincided with Mead. Uh, you know, excelling and, and getting their second win, bringing fellas on and influencing the game in a meaningful way. But you're right, Wicklow did set up quite defensively and they probably look back on maybe meetings of the past with Mead in which they were a little bit too open and uh, the game was essentially over after, you know, five or ten minutes. Whereas I suppose on Sunday, Mickey, they kept it tight, even after the two goals, which they would have been disappointed with conceding. They just stayed in the game, you know, and I think they would have been more than happy going in at the interval, just four points down, albeit playing with the slight breeze. Um, but me did get to grips with it. They, they attacked at it with a little bit more pace. They switched the point of attack from side to side and they found little pockets and they picked off scores at will from there on in. And um, that's good to see because I suppose you're not going to have it every which way against these teams. And it, it was good to see me not panicking and, and just finding a way, if that makes sense. And Yeah, uh, yeah. I would say. Yeah, absolutely. It was a case of not panicking and, you know, Going along with the plan, and that Wicklow were going to tire eventually. They couldn't. They couldn't keep up that, dropping everybody back and trying to play the counter attack football. You know, it, it's very um, demanding on the body. So it is. So um, yeah, it was just interesting that I heard so much negativity about me, and that, and and even a lot of people not happy with a ten point win, um, which I just so uh, just don't get. But anyways, um, so what that has done, Davy, um, is set up a mint watering Leinster semi final tie between Mead and Dublin. Um, Dublin, of course, getting the better of Wexford uh, just about 
123 to four points or something like that. Something ridiculous. Um, but Davy, I don't think Meadle fear Dublin. Um, <laughs> that's one thing I, I, I believe. And number two, are Dublin back? Is that what we can take from their their hammering, their mauling over of, of Wexford? Me don't fear the dubs. I love that. That's what we always say. But we won't. And um, but some people would say from outside the county, that's silly. But that's just the way we're sort of programmed. It's in our DNA not to really fear it and really relish it. So I'm sure the players are going to look forward to it as well. But I, I don't think you could sit our back on the back of beating... Uh, a division four side so comfortably yeah. to finish what were the third last in division four um albeit they had a good win the first day out but um i think they went down and i think no different if mead went down there or mead played wicklow they did what was expected of them and, and they won comfortably with probably their best 15 or the strongest 15 they've had out all year um so I, I still think it's a great game for me to, and I'd still much rather play Dublin in a semi-final than final. So I'm I'm really pleased with the draw. We're obviously going to wait and see where the game is going to be played, but we know it's going to be uh, Sunday week. Um, and it, it's just a great opportunity for me to really test themselves against what what I think are a falter in Dublin and a Dublin that are there to be got at. Um, so we shall see. Yeah, it's, it, it, it's, it's funny. It's, you know, they're... The dubs are the type of team at the minute that will either do that to you, win by 23 or, or or 20 points or whatever. Or if it's a tight game, will lose their discipline and lose it by a couple of points, you know, that kind of way. So if yeah. we can stick with them, you know, and, and you know, put doubt in their minds, um, it'll be absolutely brilliant to see. Um, look, we look forward to that. That's Sunday week, as we said. We're not sure about the fixture and the time the venue or anything like that yet. But, uh, you know, as as a few people have put up on Twitter already, Davey, Navin or nowhere. <laughs> yeah, there was a little bit of a campaign going about, wasn't there? Uh, look, I'm not, obviously, it'd be brilliant to play them in Navin, but I, I would sort of uh, try and, I'd be happy for the game to be any place but Crow Park. And, and that's strange because we love going into yeah. Crow Park and that. But for me, a, t- a packed out uh you know, Tullamore or wherever, uh, Port Leisha would be would be better than a kind of half empty Crow Park. I'll be a part of a double header with Kildare and Westmead, which is still likely the the destination for the game. So we'll just have to wait and see. But um, yeah, I think me they'll really look forward to it, regardless of where it is. Yeah, they're probably making a double header uh, in Croker, but mm. wouldn't it be brilliant if they um, sent us all on our travels i just think it'd be brilliant uh down to tullamore as you said or port leash or um you know even kilkenny nolan park will go to and it'd be mm-hmm. brilliant um but yeah look we do we will look forward to that and of course we will be previewing that on next week's show um and at that stage we will know where the game is going to be played and uh the the time and date and um and the venue for for, for the mead dublin leinster semi-final Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near-silent cutting of a Husqvarna automower. Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, 
Contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised auto mower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Mead. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin and Sons. If you need any more information on the Automore, feel free to call into us here in Clonard County Mead. So moving on anyway, Davey, um, we will just have a look ahead to another meeting of Mead in Dublin. It's next Saturday evening in Parnell Park, and it is, of course, the ladies um, who will get their Leinster campaign, senior championship Leinster campaign, underway. Um, there's six different competition in a row to be entered into. Uh, <laughs> I think just the mind boggles when you say that. And um, Dublin, who have already... Um, got the better of Westmead again another trends in there for a Dublin team um, you know th- th- nothing. there's nothing riding on this game because it is uh, round robin and the fact is is that if Mead go out and lose to Dublin and go out the following week and beat Westmead they'd be playing Dublin in the Leinster final so you know there's it's a chance to I suppose like put down a marker there's no pressure on me because they have the fact that, the, and there's no pressure on Dublin either because they're practically guaranteed to be going through. If me don't beat Westmead in the other game, like you know, there's, there's something wrong. Yeah, no, and, and like Dublin are there, as I say, they're in a Leinster final, so you kind of get the feeling that okay, it's a little bit more significant than the league meeting. I think it's fair to say because that was a complete dead rubber. Um, Mead, Mead know that they have a little bit of work to do themselves, but that's by virtue of the fact that they just weren't out last weekend. And uh, Westmead did disappoint against Dublin. I would have expected Dublin to do a, a relatively comfortable job, but not as facile yeah. as it was in the end. Um, I'm not quite sure. Is that speaking volumes of how good Dublin are or how poor Westmead are? But, you know, we shall see. Um, but it's a great game and it's up in the lines, 10 up in Parnell Park. And um, as you say, Mickey, it's another chance for us to extend our unbeaten run against Dublin. Um, and the longer that that festers in their heads, the more come crunch time. And I don't even mean a Leinster final. I mean an All-Ireland, you know, meeting at some stage in the competition that that will really sort of play on their minds in Dublin. They want to get, get that sort of... Um, demon they want to avenge those sort of memories of last last year and uh they'll be they'll be able to meet, beat me that i know they're true and everything like that but this this game will mean an awful lot to them as it will do game in murray's side yeah you're saying about this unbeaten run against dublin but they did not beat us by a single point in that last sorry game. they did yeah they yeah. did it, it well, kind of i i'm still not yeah. sure they did mickey i, I think yeah. that was a draw but... <laughs> but, I, but i know exactly yeah, what yeah, yeah. that dublin haven't I, I dublin haven't faced a team uh, in the last seven years or whatever, that have had had the the the, the what's the word had had their their card marked the way Mead have them marked, you know that kind of way. Um, they haven't had to deal with a team like Mead that have been, you know, threatening to take away which they've done, take away their you know their 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 whole um their whole persona of being this amazing team that nobody can get near. And then all of a sudden, Mead come from out of the blue, uh, come in and win the All-Ireland, beat them in the All-Ireland. And since then have, you know, just kept kept them at arm's length. Of course, that game in Park Tolchin, you know, there was a couple of dubious decisions at the end. Mead should have probably got at least a draw out of that game. And um, they went on and win, won the league. 
and they're just kind of taking over from Dublin. So they, they are a real big threat to this Dublin team and, and, and their legacy over the last six years. So I know what you mean. This is They're going to really want to put a marker down against Mead again um, uh, in Parnell Park on Saturday night. But again, Mead won't fear the Dubs, Davey. No, no. They, and they, they, particularly the ladies, they have every reason not to fear them. Whatever about the lads, because they've, they've given us a few hidings over the years. That ex- exactly hasn't existed at ladies' level. And um, you're right, they're the only team that seem to have... Dublin's number is is um, yeah does it have their number yeah you know so um it's a big one and they've had a few weeks now to to get, get over the league final and really sort of knuckle down and focus on a Leinster championship which as you say is a new competition and a completely uh fresh fresh approach for me yet again um at the end of the day the likelihood is it's going to be a Leinster final against Dublin and you know that'll, that'll bring whatever and that's probably the only disappointment with the draw from last night with the Lions yeah. is that it would have been nice to have a double header out Meath versus Dublin if that was to materialise but anyway um, it, it, as you say it's, it's a big game Meath will want to go up there they'll want to they'll want to continue their um, their real positive momentum and uh, you know a scalp against Dublin again which I don't know do you even call it a scalp anymore but a win against Dublin would be hugely beneficial for Eamon's side so we'll see and we'll look forward to it yeah let's hope they can keep their unbeaten run in finals going um, they've won five finals in a row and of course um, if they get the victory against Dublin on uh, Saturday next they will be true to another final which will be six finals in a row which is Again, yeah, just absolutely remarkable. Um, JV, I suppose probably time to move on now to the lotto segment. Um, if you have a few of the messages in there from your PROs. Yeah, I do indeed. The first one is, uh, as always, from the Chocolate and Royal Gales, the uh, numbers drawn from the 25th to the 4th, uh, 13, 14, 16 and 22. No jackpot winner, four match, three winners, collecting 50 euro each. Niall Sweets, Kelly, Bridget Keeley, David Beggy and Regina Rattigan. So congratulations to them. Next draw takes place on Tuesday, May 3rd at half eight live on Facebook, 13,000 of jackpot. First reserve of 13,000 and second reserve of 8,200. Uh, you can play that one on Club Force. Manal VGFC uh, from last Monday night, the 25th of April as well. Uh, and they had no jackpot winner either. Uh, 6, 8, 14 and 19. The numbers, 320 euro winners were Mina, Paul Green and Margie Murphy. Next draw takes place on the 2nd of May, which is tonight. Jackpot is 700 euro and you can play it on manalvgfc.ie or on the Club Force app. Blackall Gales results from the 25th as well. And numbers strong were 1, 3, 8, and 9. So all low numbers there. No jackpot winner. 30 euro winners were Mick Hegarty, Jimmy McGovern, Jenny Mallon, and John Mallon. The seller's price goes to Dennis Doyle. And the next draw takes place on the 9th of the 5th. Um, jackpot of 10,000 and a second jackpot starting a build up of 600. Navin uh from last week, no jackpot winner. Um, two, three, ten, and twenty-eight were the numbers. They had a few match three winners, uh, including John Leahy, Clayton O'Sullivan, Jacinta Marr, Susan Waters, and Donald McGuinness. Thirteen thousand seven hundred. They move on to on the third of May, which is tomorrow night, Tuesday. Um, at Google Club Spot Navinomatnies or download the app. Uh, Castletown, the blotter results from the 26th of April. The numbers from were 4, 6, 8, and 21. 2,300 euro of a jackpot was not won. Congratulations to the Lucky Dip winners who were Martina McHugh, Lisa Kelly, Olivia Price, Karen Smith, Evie, and Faye McDonald. 
Um, the next jackpot is 2,400 and you can play it at smartlotto.e forward slash Castletown. Um, Dunmore Ashburn, uh, they had a lotto last night and uh, great to see them donating all of their lotto tickets to the Red Cross Ukraine appeal. So fair play to everybody in Dunmore Ashburn for that. Um, uh, and that's a really nice touch. You can play their Absolutely. lotto at uh, dunash.com, uh, sorry, clubifyapp.com. Um, my own court on GFC, 29th to the 4th, which was last Friday night, 8,900 euro of a jackpot was on 1, 21, 26, 29, and 31, the numbers there. Uh, the 520 euro winners were Margaret Thornton, Mossy Bryan, Jazz Foley, Jackie O'Brien, and Mary Rice. 9,000 euro of a jackpot this Friday night at courttownga.com forward slash lotto. Uh, Minolte. <clears throat> Next in, 14,200 euro of a jackpot, not one. Uh, five match three winners collecting 40 euro each were Grania Coogan, Oren Henry, Anthony Barry, Paddy Cahill and Armand Snow. Uh, one special online prize uh, receiving 50 euro was Barry Bennett of New York. Um, so that big jackpot in Minolte is generating people from all over the world making to play their lotto. Um, <laughs> The next jackpot continues to build, and they're still just about the biggest in the county, 14,400 next Sunday night, 8th of May, uh, if you want to play that one. Kilmainham, uh, the results from the 25th to the 4th, the numbers drawn were 13, 15, 20, and 26. Lucky dip winners were Rumps, uh, Fergal Black, Kelly Tormey, Harry Newman, and Michelle Waters. Uh, next week's jackpot is 1,900 euro, and that's it for me, Mickey. Well, I have the usual too from Centristown there. Lotto is still a massive 10,000 euro. Wasn't won last week. Um, and you can do it on the Smart Lotto uh, app or you can go to any of their social media pages and get the link there. And then Simonson's Lotto last week, 29th of April, the jackpot was 1,700. There was no winner. Match three winners with John McCabe. The numbers drawn were 7, 9, 19 and 20. The next draw is on May the 6th, Friday May the 6th, and it's 1,750 euro going up very, very uh slowly but it is going up out there in times in the lotto so and um, that is the lotto's done have you barely the patience to listen to a 30 second ad well then at husqvarna we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn instead kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn replacing it with the near silent cutting of a husqvarna auto mower Smart home compatible, and if that isn't your cup of tea, control Auto Mower from your phone. Auto Mower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Auto Mower dealer, on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Meath. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin and Sons. If you need any more information on the Ottomore, feel free to call into us here in Clannard County Meath. Davy, I'm sure um, with with, uh, with that victory in the weekend that you've had plenty of people um, getting in contact on Instagram Interactive and um, sure we, we might just head to that there now. Yeah, very much so, Mickey. Obviously, me me dominating this uh, week's uh, Instagram interactive. There was uh, another bit of a scandal though from up in the press box. I don't know if you've caught a hold of this, but um, Shane Mulvaney's been in touch to ask who knocked over the biscuits. 
Who was it that knocked over the biscuits, Stevie? You, yeah. you, you've been an eyewitness. Um, can you let us know? I have to hold my hands up, Mickey. It, it was, in fact, it was you. Head. Oh, so you were the eyewitness. You saw it all happen. Uh, I heard it all happen. So I, I was getting a cup of tea and uh, and one biscuit, and I turned around and I was just talking to Fergal Lynch, walking away completely innocuous, and obviously just brushed up against the biscuits, which were hanging on a fucking, you know, a little Precariously, yeah. precariously. It was going to happen, and it was just unfortunate that I brushed against it, and I heard this big clatter behind me and I, I was dying I was at a wedding the night before and I had the fear of God and I looked behind me and I was like please don't be the biscuits and the sugar and the fucking everything and I was just in a pile on the ground and okay. within seconds Adrian Eames from RTE had uh, had a tweet up with a picture of this commotion in the back and uh, I went over to him and I says you could break <laughs> but and he was laughing he says i didn't name you but he says I, I said someone or something like that so this was the the big hullabaloo before it thankfully martin o'halloran did come brush up provide more sugar the biscuits some of them were were saved because they didn't actually hit the ground they were covered um but it was an awful commotion uh just before the throwing so there was a a, a salvage uh, going on um after the whole commotion and some of the biscuits made it some of them didn't um do you think it had any effect on the result in park Tolchin? Uh, no no it didn't no thankfully and, <laughs> and and there was there was talk that the throwing time was going to be pushed out because of it but uh thankfully right. the, the game went ahead uh with the scheduled time at two o'clock as well yeah yeah the, everybody rode in behind and got it sorted so that uh, the game could uh go ahead as as per program and uh at the right time and whatever so um look it's a learning curve davy um and um you know it's happened to all of us in the press box yeah yeah um so that's that's that uh next one is from tom o'connor who was very happy with his cousin jack uh, and he just said jack oc with the with the sort of salt bay you know, yeah. yeah um i i know Tom had a had a nice little wager on his cousin as well. I think fourteen to one first goal scorer, um, and he was dancing after what ten seconds. So um, that was a lovely bet by Tom. Absolutely, um, you know, to 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 go into a game like that, put a bet on like that, and to have your bet come true in the first ten seconds means that you can relax and enjoy the rest of the game. You know <laughs> what I mean, and be on a, on a high as well. But um, yeah. Um, John or, or Tom uh, not happy with our um, weather forecast neither this week. Um, no, a lot of a lot of people have rode in behind that one. Um, you know, look, it was the weather app. It was last Sunday. We, we checked the weather. It said it was going to be. It actually turned into a lovely evening. Did I take that much? It, it, it did, but it's <laughs> isn't it amazing, Mickey, that we did a forty minute preview? Right, we talked about it, the likely teams, and we got it so badly wrong, and and it matchups and everything like that. And the one thing they picked from that was the weather. The weather, the weather. Um, I don't know if that's a compliment or a, a, a backhanded compliment, maybe to the pair of us, but we got it badly wrong. I tell you what, it tells you, Mickey. Don't mind that six day forecast; it's a load of baloney. But exactly, exactly. Rob Burfield just said Mento unreal today. Class. Four points from midfield. Like, you know, uh, I, I I did say it when, when towards the end of the league. Can you imagine if we had had Mento for the first four games? You know, um, you're probably looking at two or three wins and you're definitely looking at promotion on the last day of the, of, of the season as well. Yeah. No doubt about it. 
Um, Aaron Kyo said Robert Cox isn't even a Mead fan. Never seen him at a game, yet he's always in Kildare. Oh, harsh. Um, like he's he's always tweeting about uh, Kilcock football and stuff like that. Like I think whatever. he lives it's up in Kilcock, to be fair yeah, to him. Yeah, which yeah. is understandable and whatever. Um, but uh, that man... That man is a mead man infiltrating Kildare. That's what I would say. Yeah, I'd agree with that. Uh, Ronan Thompson reckons Robert Cox would only love to be a Kildare man. <laughs> uh, so the plot tickets there. Uh, Biggie Riley, former Mead uh, inter-county footballer, Mickey, um, in touch. And uh, he just said, lack of kicking. Lack of kicking. Um, okay. Um, as in, we weren't kicking it up. But this is something I heard on on other networks as well um was that they were they weren't kicking but like how do you kick a ball in when there's 14 well, well i i don't know what i necessarily agree i thought i thought mead mix our game up really really well i mean i'm just thinking about the goals that were put together like the first one with with jack o'connor was a brilliant ball from ronan jones into space yeah. where jack o'connor ran onto it Killian O'Sullivan, who was quiet in the first half, second half, he was on an ocean of ball. And his first thought when he got the ball was to deliver it into Jordy Morris on the inside line. Um, and then you look at the likes of Matt Coslow's goal, and that was a brilliant move through the hands. So I wouldn't say lack and of then, kicking. And I, I would say there's a brilliant little mix there of kicking and through the hands as well. And the final goal as well for Jack Flynn. Um, long ball yeah, into that was, Jordy, that was a, that And then Jordy picked move. out a diagonal uh, yeah. kick pass as well for, for Flynn to flick over the goalie. Yeah. Um, yeah, look, it's most different perspectives. People see it differently. Yeah, for sure. Reese Maguire sees it one way, and he said Leinster is there for the take. Um, it, it's it's not beyond the realms of possibility. Um, we are definitely making inroads. Um, but to do it, you'll have to beat Dublin and you'll have to beat Kildare, and um, it's not something that we uh are afraid of we've done we've done that many times before but i suppose it's been a long time since we've had to do since we've had a chance to do that but um yeah look i'm looking forward to let's let's take one game at a time though let's just take dublin and um and see where that goes garrett lynch says wearing jumpers and jackets the championship isn't right championship is summer only Look, we were unlucky. Look at the week we had. That, that's um, what I said. I said, blame the weather forecast. <laughs> no, but, you know, like, uh, he's saying about, you know, you shouldn't be going to a match in, uh, with a jumper or whatever because it should be played, even if, even if it's raining, it should be warm rain um, at the height of summer. But, like, you look at the weather we had all week. We were just very unfortunate. And, and luckily enough, that game wasn't on Saturday. That would have been even worse because yeah, it was horrendous. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, look, um, during the summer... It still rains on the weekend as well, so it does sometimes. But like, I, I know, I know what he's getting at there. Rachel Maria says, "Quickest ever goal in championship history." Yeah, class. It's just, it's just brilliant. So it is, and uh, you know, for for young Jack O'Connor on his debut to have that, to have that for the rest of his life, you know, until there's a faster goal scored, you know, it will be, it will be a question asked in. Um, table quizzes for many a year and stuff like that you know who scored the fastest ever goal in in uh, all ireland championship football it's class it's a lovely one to have absolutely um we'll get a bit of soccer uh out of the way mickey why don't we um and the first one comes in from shawnee fitzgerald and he says breen or uh, brian faulkner red card in the jungle friday night um i think the jungle refers to Merhevna Moor or someplace like that up in okay. up that direction uh yeah where trim celtic were on duty and played out <clears> in an all draw 
Yeah, it's a Merhaven Moor is a fabulous facility. So it is um, absolutely brilliant over there in um, in Dundalk, but it is it's like it's 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 got that real Galatasaray um, feel to it when you're going over as well. So it is the jungle. I like that name. I, um, yeah. Uh, next one comes in from uh, the one and only Jack Walsh, and he said Shamrock Rovers dropping a huge two points Friday night up in Sligo. Yeah, terrible, terrible uh, draw over in Sligo. Um, Shamrock Rovers wouldn't have been expecting that now, so they wouldn't. Uh, no, absolutely not. And Alan Moore, Mickey, who was uh, on duty this morning for the Republic of Ireland um, cerebral palsy team, uh, and he just said, this was last night, obviously, he says Ireland versus Germany in the World Cup in the morning. Uh, and I'm pleased to report, Mickey, that they recorded a brilliant 2-0 win this morning. Oh, class. And was Alan Moore on the, uh, on the score sheet? Uh, I well, he, I think he's a defender, but I I couldn't get scorers. But it wouldn't surprise me if he is. He is a bit of a maverick now. In fairness, yeah. Look, you know, it's you being an Arsenal supporter, you should know that defenders are allowed to score goals as well. Like you know, <laughs> <laughs> any any chance at all for a rub? You should just love a goal scorer over Man United of any description aside from Cristiano Ronaldo. But anyway. Um, <laughs> uh, he, he yeah, was. I just have to get the scores. He wasn't on the score sheet. I can't confirm, but he wasn't sent off either. So that's that's a good. That's, yeah, absolutely, and kept a clean sheet. So he did his yeah. job. Yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Yeah. Um, James Cullen says Davy putting the blink on Dunshockland. Yeah. <laughs> There's actually. I, I I'm more convinced week in week out there is actually something there. There is some sort of. So for the sake of the chocolate, I should nearly remove myself from that prediction every week, and that should be just a void one, just like we do with Corton and Simon. It's, it's, well, see, your name just goes beside Don Chocolate. That's what it is. It's like, it's but, like, but my look, name at, goes, look at their fortunes when, uh, when they do, like, it's, 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 again, I explained this on last week's Lyle Royals podcast for anybody who's uh, wondering what we're on with. That's the All County Football League um, previews that we did last week. Um, over on Loyal on the Loyal Royals podcast, and and we give our predictions on all the games, and uh, yeah, Davy just has this. He is the horn for 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 Dunchaklin, and uh, you know he did just just look at it in, in, with reality sometimes, um, and uh, yeah, um, yeah, you've got you. I don't know whether it's just that you're putting the mockers on them, or whether they, you know, you're just you just want to pick them the whole time. But it's not working anyway, so it's not working for you, no. Have you barely the patience to listen to a 30-second ad? Well then, at Husqvarna, we can't imagine how you put up with having to manually mow your lawn. Instead, kick back and silently say goodbye to hours wasted manually mowing your lawn, replacing it with the near silent cutting of a Husqvarna auto mower. Smart home compatible. And if that isn't your cup of tea, control Automower from your phone. Automower also brings new meaning to green fingers, producing no direct emissions. If we've caught your ear, contact PR Coin and Sons, your authorised Automower dealer on 046 955 1910 or in store in Clonard County Meath. Hi, Kevin Coyne here from PR Coin and Sons. If you need any more information on the Automore, feel free to call into us here in Clannard County Meath. Uh, Alan O'Connor says, bring the dubs to Navin for the semi-final. Hashtag Navin or nowhere. 
Oh, can you imagine? Yeah, we were saying that earlier. Oh, can you imagine like bringing the dubs to 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 um, Park Dalton and Navin? Um, it'd be so funny because it'd be like a home game for them because they they could all walk from Johnstown out to uh, Park Dalton. Yeah, uh, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> Do you reckon they come? <laughs> they probably, they probably, they'd have to go through the town, so I'd say they get lost in the pubs on the way up. <laughs> um, uh, I've Colin O'Brien next in, and he said Andy should get the cribbers on the terrace in for a talk before the semi-final. They know it all. Oh yeah, absolutely. You know, it's just it's. It, I, I, I as I said to you already, you know, like I've I've heard so much negativity, and 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 the ten point win wasn't a good enough win. Like you know, it's. Oh, I don't know. There's all these. There's all these people who think they know um, more about football than than they actually do. It's um, <laughs> like us. <laughs> oh Jesus. And Joe McQueenie has a couple in. Um, he says, we haven't got more than one goal against Dublin since 2010. We will need two or three to beat them. Yeah. Um, Joe, you know, I, I don't know about that. Um, you look at the, the the last couple of meetings against Dublin and the, the, the chances created. I think we've just been nervous going out against Dublin and... You know, the Leinster final a couple of years ago, that obviously stands out when, what, did they beat us by 17 points or something like that? And yet, we created as many scoring chances of them as them. We had way better chances than them as well. Um, you know, I, I, I do think that if we if we could just get our conversion rate up when we play against Dublin, that we could be, we could be, um, we could be close to them. Yeah, absolutely. And Joe's other one, he wants to know, is there any update on Harnan's injury? Um, I actually completely forgot to ask Andy, I'll be honest. Uh, but we will get an update for, for the preview for next week before the game on, on the availability yeah. maybe of Power Garner. Yeah, um, is that why he didn't start then uh, last week? Yeah, was, wasn't on the 26. Wasn't on the 26, because he would have, yeah, I had him in my, um, my 15. Um, he's one of the ones that I got wrong. Just rem- trying to remember which fifteen did you name out. Um, how many? How many players did you have? Uh, you, uh, same as you, three. Are you three as well? Yeah. You know, like, but it, it just goes to show you um, how hard it is to pick that meat team. Um, yeah. Absolutely. The last one isn't an Instagram interactive, so we're done with Instagram interactive. But I do have to give a shout out. Uh, to uh, a young lady from Donegal, Mickey, who's uh, a massive Mead supporter. She travels down with her dad every weekend to the games, and that's uh, Rebecca Quigley. Uh, Richie, of course, is her dad, yeah. originally from Retoat. And uh, it's going to be her birthday on the 5th of May, and he said she'd love a shout-out on the We Are Mead podcast. She travels with Richie every single weekend, regardless of where Mead are playing, uh, from Donegal. She's been a, a true Mead supporter, despite the fact she's born and bred in Donegal. Uh, she loves Mead GA. She recently got a new jersey and all the gear from her nanny and granddad uh, for the new championship. Uh, and he says it's fantastic having her coming with me to all the matches. So we'd love to see her getting a little mention. If we could fit her in, would really appreciate it. So happy birthday to uh, Rebecca. And she's been traveling with Richie over the last five years. So um, despite the lack of success, he says, so isn't that great to see? 
Absolutely. Like that just shows you uh, the, the love that Rebecca and Richie have for Mead football, that they've they've soldiered on through the good times and the bad times. And uh, yeah, happy birthday to Rebecca, the 5th of May, um, the birthday. So hopefully, like she, well, she got an early birthday present with Mead winning over Wicklow. Let's hope that uh, her birthday continues till uh, Sunday week when, when Mead beat Dublin, uh, Mead beat Dublin in that Leinster semi-final and hopefully there's another birthday present for her there. But uh, yeah, uh, absolutely brilliant. Happy birthday to Rebecca. And that's it, Mickey Rennan. That is it for this week on Instagram yeah, Interactive. That's it from uh, Instagram Interactive. I think that's everything um, uh, tied up this week for, for the We Are Meet. Again, we want to just wish the, the, the ladies footballers the very best luck when they travel up to Parnell Park next uh, Saturday at 7pm to take on the Dublin ladies in that Leinster round-robin game. Um, and, of course, the Mead minor hurlers, they'll be out in a couple of weeks' time again um, in the Paddle Lahan semi-final, and we know that the Mead footballers are out in two weeks' time as well. And the Camogues, they'll be in the Leinster uh, semi-final as well in a couple of weeks. So there's plenty more to come from, from Mead teams over the next number of weeks. And I think the... The hurlers are they out next weekend at the Joe McDonald? No, they, they have a break. They have a break next week. Yeah. Um and they'll be out the following week. So the following week could be a very busy week, Davy. That's for sure. Yeah. Well look, that's it from this episode of your We Are Meat podcast. Remember, we are meat. Why matters more.